This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. John here. A few items before we get into a wonderful interview with YouTuber and professional musician HD Shaves. First off, I am happy to announce a successful launch of Voices, our collaboration between Lather Talk and House of Mammoth. A huge thank you to everyone involved who could make this release happen. And for you, the listeners, for those of you who were able to pick up a set, thank you guys so much for supporting this release. We're also looking into the possibility of a follow-up run for Voices, so keep an eye out on uh, my social media. And we'll be sure to announce it once we have the green light. Also, I have to say thank you to our Patreon supporters. If you guys are interested in financially supporting the Lather Talk podcast, then head over to www.patreon.com slash lather talk. And you can find out more information about the Patreon and get access to things like bonus and behind the scenes content. Also, don't forget that we have some Lather Talk merchandise, a comfy t-shirt, a very nifty mug. You guys can go check that out over on our Etsy store, link in description. Okay, with that out of the way, let's move on to our talk with HD Shaves, coming right up. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Ladder Talk. First off, I am sad to say we are not joined by my lovely co-host Gerard as uh, due to some family illnesses. He's not able to make us today, so um, you know our thoughts, prayers are with Gerard and his family, speedy recovery. However, I would like to introduce my guest for today. He is a fellow content creator over on YouTube and professional musician, all-around great guy. He is HD Shaves. Henry, thank you for joining me tonight. So good to have you on. Thanks, John. Happy to be here. Thanks so much uh, for having me on your show. And uh, yeah, sending best wishes to Gerard and his family. Uh, I'll uh, give them some, uh, how should I say, I'll tease them some other time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to get your, your licks in uh, maybe on a uh, future appearance, perhaps. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, HD, uh, you started your YouTube channel uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, October 2019, I believe was the first published video. And correct. my first question to you is what inspired you to create the channel, uh, a wet shaving channel of all things on YouTube? Right. So 
I'll, there's sort of two answers to that, and I'll try to be brief with both. The first is I've had YouTube channels in the past for hobbies and also my profession, and so um, it didn't seem too crazy to make a YouTube channel for this other hobby that I was getting into. And you mentioned the timing of October 2019. That mm-hmm. is important because I had just met um, Michael Friedberg, uh, the great you know YouTube shaver person. Yes. I just met him in person maybe the first or second week in October at a small meetup we had in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh. And meeting him, he was super gracious and kind to me. And he really was the one inspiration to start the channel. And when I met him, I was sort of worried, like, well, do, you know, am I really experienced enough at this? You know, do I have the right to make a channel? And he said, man, you know, anyone could do this. Like, like, you don't have to have years of experience like me. You should just start and do it. So those were the two main things, I guess, that got me started on the, you know, YouTube track. Awesome. And for listeners who might not be familiar with Michael Friedberg, uh, Michael was a long time, I don't know how many years, but uh, I really enjoy his videos. He had a very, I think, like methodical approach, uh, very affable, likable, uh, really miss his content, but he had a really good stint. And when it was done, he, he said he was done. Uh, and I know he's popped up here, here and there back when um, Heather and Jack had their podcast. I know he was a reoccurring mm-hmm. guest. So uh, just a little background. Uh, Michael's channel is still there. You can watch his old videos. And there, there are really some great um, tips, nuggets of wisdom. And just I think they're, just, they're still fun watches um, yeah. if folks went, went back. But I had no idea that you actually got to meet him um, just prior to kick off, uh, kicking off your YouTube channel. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was thinking about it already at that point um, about starting a channel. And Michael's was one that I would watch every week. Um, he used to publish his videos sometime Sunday afternoon. And so it was literally every week I would wait for that video to be published and I would watch it and you know really like it. So it was great timing that I was able to meet him. And um, we've kept in touch over the years. Um, he's been very helpful um, and you know, anyway, it's, it's, it's nice to call him like my, like shaving mentor, mm-hmm. shaving dad, mm-hmm. you know, he is, he is sort of old enough that he could be my dad. Yeah. So there, there's that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, Michael's been very, um, you know, he's, he's been a great teacher in a sense and he's been very supportive also of, you know, what I've been doing. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And so I, Henry, I, I know, I think, I want to say we met over on our wet shaving uh, on Reddit, mm-hmm. and uh, in the in a previous episode, I was talking with Gerard about the Lather Games, which I believe is <laughs> at the point of this recording, it's kind of wrapping up. Are you participating right. in the 2022 Lather Games? Right. So this is my second year in a row uh, as a judge for the Lather Games. Ah. I was a player in 2020 judge 2021 and then this year i'm judging again uh i'm not i'm not um i'm a little bit too stiff to be like a really great lather games competitor so (laughs) i think it's 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 much more suitable that i'm a judge and not a player and yeah we've been having a really great time doing that um it's totally ridiculous but you know so is the fact that we're doing this interview right now right Mm -hmm. this is this is also ridiculous so when you think of it that way, uh, sure. it sort of makes it seem, you know, fine. <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, can, and for those of you, uh, not, not those of you, for those listeners who 
my only kind of, you know, like no service level, what's going on with the lather games. There's a different theme every day. You're basically pouring over, I don't know how many, but like tons, tons and tons of essentially shave of the days that are really intricate, oftentimes mm-hmm. long write-ups. Um, I don't know. Can you, can you walk us through some of the process of like, like the, the daily happenings for a judge of the lather games? Sure. So it's gotten easier in the past, I guess, two years because we have this portal now that we use to judge. Like mm. it's like a it's like a website. Previously, it was all done by hand, and we have hundreds of uh, individual posts that happen each day. So you can imagine how annoying that would be to do by hand. Oh, yeah. So fortunately, I came in as a judge just as we got the portal. So it's all <laughs> in a very nice, sort of easy to use website. And we're essentially judging people on whether or not they met the lather theme of the day. So one day we say you have to use a lavender um, forward soap. One day we'll say you have to use a fougere, something like that. Mm -hmm. And so even though it's really only about the lather that you use, there are all these sort of side challenges that we add. And the players get very creative with some of the stories that they tell or things that they, you know, include. So, for example, on lavender day, like some people will – go to like fresh, like a, what's it called? A lavender field. Is that right? Yeah. 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 yeah, So so. (laughs) that's just, that's just like, yeah, right. So, I mean, that's very literal, but some players will, you know, drive to a lavender field and like take their shave of the day photo, like in that as a way to sort of supplement their lather being on theme. They're also like, look what I did, you know, I'm actually with lavender, things like that. So um, it is really all about the lather in terms of, you know, the, the, judging but there's some other things that sort of add to it uh, but that's what's weighted most heavily if that makes sense sure sure mm-hmm. okay and um so follow-up question given that we're talking about lather games this is over on reddit and mm-hmm. in my experience uh redditors are wet shaving redditors that's right uh, yeah are wary of youtubers and mm. i know obviously <laughs> You have been invited as a judge. Uh, we've, you know, we met over on that forum. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips on staying in the good graces of <laughs> wet shaving redditors for for those out there, for those current or maybe aspiring wet shaving YouTubers? Do you have any pieces of advice? So, hmm, man, that's a. Uh, I have to. I have to think very carefully about how I answer this question. Uh, (laughs) this was not set up as like entrapment or anything no 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 it's fine (laughs) this is no this is a this is a good question um (laughs) i think reddit in in general the shaving at least our wet shaving wicked edge is kind of another thing but for the wet shaving subreddit i think it is generally seen from outsiders as being this sort of um, judgmental divisive platform and I will admit that some of my fellow whatever people are maybe a little bit like that, but f- let the record show that I'm just about everybody getting along and shaving <laughs> is shaving. You should use whatever you want to use. And now to answer your question more specifically, I think YouTube is an interesting platform for shaving because it draws people from different avenues. Like I feel back in the day, it was mostly people coming from Facebook then we're on YouTube and then there was also like the Reddit people. So like Ruds and Michael. Mm. Um, and nowadays there are people that just start on YouTube and then now it's certainly very yeah. involved with Instagram. 
So I always think of YouTube as this sort of like midway point. And it's usually not the only place where we are. And it's just sort of the best way to upload videos. And so we're all sort of, I don't want to say a slave, but it's like we have to put it on YouTube, right? Right. So we all do, but we all come from different places. Um, did I answer the question? The question was, how do we get in the good graces? No, I think I think you're giving a really good background. And apologies, listeners, mm. I didn't give that proper setup and HD mm. took care of that kind of just okay. uh, I, I've used the words spicy in the past spicy. you know some okay. of the wet shaving renders can be spicy and yeah, yeah and, and there is a certain reputation which we either alluded to or uh, I mean I'm not trying to dance around it it's like some people find it either really abrasive other people like this is home and mm-hmm. you could probably say that about any wet shaving community Facebook group, whatever, and that's fine. Right. Um, and so, uh, to, to backtrack to the actual question was just: Do you have any tips uh, or advice for uh, staying in the good graces of, oh, right. of the of the R wet shaving community? Since that's you know we can't really speak speak to Wicked Wicked Edge for those who don't know. Those are two, it's like two really different groups. They cover the same mm-hmm. topic, but the actual membership um, personalities greatly differ. Right. Okay. Now, now I thought of a better uh, (laughs) scenario in my mind to answer the question. Okay. So I think sometimes people that are not on Reddit, they look at us and they say, how could I ever join this? Like, how could I be in the good graces of these people? Like they're ridiculous and spicy. Right. (laughs) But really, I think if you're honest and just participate like that's really all that we ask like just post your shave of the day in the thread and if you're new we we will usually say like hey thanks for posting and if you keep doing that and you're not um you know ignorant to certain maybe like issues that that we have within the shaving thing like as long as you're like aware of some of these things then we're generally very welcoming. Like we've had some new people that have started posting in like the shave of the day threads recently. And like, we're thrilled to have them and they're not like the typical Reddit user. Like you might think of the typical person might be like me, right? (laughs) Like kind of young white dude. Right. But we have some people who are like literally like senior citizens who have started posting in the shave the day thread and we're absolutely thrilled to have them. So I, I guess just being earnest and just posting and, you know, let us know about you and we'll comment back. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not as frightening as I think it used to be. Like, I feel like we've gotten a little mm. bit more welcoming. Uh, the times have changed. <laughs> that, no, that, that's really great to hear. And just to offer like uh, my experience or just my background on it, it's uh, I, I used to be more involved on, on Reddit mm-hmm. and then just as, the content creation thing has taken up more time. It's I got to kind of pick and choose uh, where I can participate. And I, I do mm-hmm. think that really is a key factor where it's like the whole like one of us kind of thing. Like you, you're, you're not dropping in to the sub to just plug your, your shit. Essentially. Right. Like that, that would be looked upon really poorly, but if you're Correct. in the, in the mix, you're doing stuff like lather games, you're uh, participating in PIFs. Like there's some super gen- like just, in general, the wet shaving community, but this is inclusive of, of our wet shaving. Very generous folks out there mm-hmm. looking out for both you know veterans and newbies uh, to wet shaving mm-hmm. alike. So I do want to give credit where credit's due. But 
I just personally was very, really um, just because you're, you know, I, I would say that's kind of like home base for you. Uh, sure, sure. I, I was curious, like, how how would you point someone, you know, like what what are the right moves to make uh, to, to yeah to be successful? This, <laughs> <laughs> this looks this looks really great. The fact that it's this very long winded answer, um, but to to make one final point, you were talking yeah, yeah. about content creation, and yeah. that is sort of a weird thing. Um, we have specific rules, at least on um, our wet shaving, about like plugging your content mm, yeah. and it's, it, it's, it's not personal. Like if you're a new person and you try to post a, you know, plugging your YouTube video thing, it's going to get taken down because it's a yeah. rule on the sub. There are very specific ways that you have to post it. You have to disclose how you got the product, but if you're there regularly, like people, people read my posts. I used to do standalone posts and you know, this was October 2019. Like I didn't know anything from anything, but because I was doing it <laughs> regularly and I was open yeah. to criticism and critique and things like that, I yep. feel like the people sort of accepted those posts. But if you just come at it from left field, like it, it, it doesn't, yeah, it's, it's not going to work, you know? It's frowned upon. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it is like, it is like, it is a rule. Like, it's, like yeah, yeah, that's true. It, it's more than front upon. It's like, read uh-huh. the rules, du- read the rules, dummy. And right. there's like certain, right, certain posts are like, like Free Talk Friday, right? It's still a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, totally. To the and and it, yeah. is, it is, it is, it is very free. I mean, yeah. like, it's, it's like people talk about work, people talk about politics, people talk about, hey, I need to buy a new drill. Like, what yeah. do you recommend like it's 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 like everything which i think is cool but we only do that once a week you know right. like the rest right. it's pretty much shaving right so yeah yeah it's very organized uh if, mm-hmm. if you you really do have to just i mean the rules aren't even that long it's it's no. just you get a you get a feel for how things are done anyway right. thank you so much for humoring that question sure. though. <laughs> no. again i'm not trying to Happy get you in to. trouble i'm not trying to get you in trouble <laughs> i swear yeah. i'm not trying to get uh-huh. you in trouble uh so, all right let's uh Keep it within shaving, but shifting gears mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Are there any shaving products, you know, hardware, software, modern or vintage that you ha- currently have your eye on or are looking forward to? So, well, let me clarify. Is, is, is this the question about uh, brands or is this just in general something that I'm looking forward to? More specific. Like, is there like a razor coming out? Is there a specific mm. like software set scent that's got you intrigued? Um, right. Okay. Or even even me, vin- like vintage razor, like you know, like you've been like, oh, I've been, I'm keeping my eye out for this piece. Okay. Um, I guess it would be. So I've started using straight razors uh, oh. in the past, eh, let's say, month, and I have always thought that the uh, Wade and Butcher um, razors were very attractive as sort of a you know um, historic brand. And so I just got one of those um, in the mail recently. But as is with straight razors, you have to get it like restored and honed and all of that. Right. So I've got this Wade and Butcher razor that I'm looking forward to using, but it could be you know weeks um, until that actually happens. Um, so that's uh, a razor that I'm definitely looking forward to using. Oh, and cool. and kind of just more straights in general. Um, yeah. That is. I mean, that's a that's thought, a big rabbit hole that you might go to. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a i mean i thought vintage razors like vintage safety razors yeah were a deep rabbit hole and i explored that for sure but you know even with the gyms most of those were made you know 1900 and onward yeah 
Whereas with straight razors, I'm pretty sure this razor I got is from like the 18 something, right? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And so with straights, it's like you can, I mean, and then you got people making them now, right? So it's like you have from the 1800s up until present day, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it is kind of uh, is quite the rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna try to keep it contained. I'm gonna try to keep it contained. <laughs> no problem. That that's that's definitely. I, I feel like we definitely now we need to follow up with Gerard and see where you are in a few months, like with yes. the straight razors, because <laughs> just like upkeep, you know, because I've dabbled, you know, yes. as well, and it's fun. It's fun, you know, new technique and all that. But like strops, maintenance. Mm-hmm. Like, do do you have someone? Have you sent it out to be honed, or do you need to like find someone to do that? Like, like where where are you as far as? getting it restored and honed up right so let me let me use this as a, a very small plug um, yeah. which is to say that brad maggard of maggard razors is a fantastic person at honing but he keeps it sort of on the down low that he still does this oh. but it's like if you scroll all the way down on, like if you go to their home page on the website you scroll all the way down and it says like razor honing service or something like he he intentionally keeps it in small print on the bottom um (laughs) but he he's you know honed thousands of blades right and that's what he kind of started with i think before he maybe started the business and so i'm planning to send this to him at some point um just as a place to start the the other two straight razors that i've already used were um honed by a friend he gifted me this vintage Yankee cutlery razor that he restored, and then he honed it for me. And then he freshly honed this Ralph Aust uh, straight razor that I bought, which is sort of a familiar modern German uh, razor brand. Okay. So, yeah, I found my friend. He did the first two, and I'm going to have Brad do this next one. But I have no intention to get into the honing. Once again, you yeah, can yeah. check me on this in a few months, but I have no intention to get into honing, and I plan to keep this one strop. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to get a bunch of straps either. We'll see. Right. That, that's like, like fingers crossed. <laughs> please, please, please. Like, please. let's, yes. let's keep it at this. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I didn't realize you're getting into straight razors. So, uh, best of luck on that journey and hope I just have fun with it. I, I hope that's it's right. A, yeah. It was a fun, fun little adventure. <laughs> Definitely not easy, but it is rewarding in the sense that it's truly traditional. You know, it, 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 it doesn't feel more authentic to me. And you know, dropping yeah. that blade and praying that you don't slice your face <laughs> off, you know. <laughs> yeah, but Very but truly, but truthfully, it it hasn't been that difficult. I mean, I yeah, I, I I started with sort of these disposable open blade things like the Weck and the Feather Artist Club. And oh, okay. I borrowed a Tedalus, Tedalus. I don't know how you say it. Uh, yeah. Essence razor, right? Yeah. So I started with those, and people always told me that they were more harsh than straight razors, and I'm inclined to agree with those people. Um, I've really had no issues using the straight. I mean, I, I'm 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 not getting a super close shave in some parts, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it I haven't gotten the cuts like I did in the beginning with like the weck. You know, um, it is somehow more forgiving, and I'm not sure why. I I would I would love to ask this question to your viewers. Any theories as to why those um, like open blade razors where you put in a blade yeah. are so much more harsh um, than the straights. I've, I've heard for some of the cheaper open blade ones, like the knockoff, you know, Chinese uh, like shave type things that you can yeah. buy 
it's like it's sort of like a design flaw like it's just not a good quality but yeah. i mean i was using like a feather artist club or something like that and um i'm just i don't know i i'm not sure why it is that way but that's been my experience also have um ha- yeah. have you used any of those open blade razors that are not straight razors no, I actually, um, that, that's the area that's unexplored. And I have heard yeah. from not just you, uh, it, it can be less forgiving. However, I have heard awesome things about the WEC as far as those, they're typically artist club lids. Is that right? So they're not even oh. artist club because they're, no, they're old. Not. So they take these hair shaper blades. Oh, that's right. That's right. Which are mainly used in like, you know, barbering things. Yeah. But I'll also let this be my plug that if you want to try a cheap open blade razor, I would recommend the WEC because you can get mm. the actual razor on eBay for like 10, 20 bucks. And then you just oh, got to find bad. the blades, which is a little tricky. Yeah. But there are more hair shaper blade options than there are gym blade options, in my opinion, in terms of like usable ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I'd really recommend the WEC as a place to start. Um, yeah, not very expensive and they work well so okay yeah yeah of yeah i've heard like the, the feathers can be tricky and whatnot but the WEC, multiple people have recommended trying just for, for something different but um yeah it, for to address hd's question just before if if people out there who know you know have have an answer to why straight razors might be more forgiving uh than the other style razor please let us know you can uh Check the show notes. Give me an email. If you're watching on YouTube, comment below, and we'll come back to it. I'll forward it over to HD so to, to you know to to, say, yeah, to satiate that curiosity. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Some 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 people really know about this stuff. Like yeah, know yeah. about like putting an edge on something, and the people know about the like um, you know the edges of these disposable blades whether they're de blades or gem blades or hair shaper blades like some people really know the like science behind all them i mean i don't at all so i would love some like highly scientific thing of like okay so the edge on this looks like this versus this so this is why it maybe feels i mean that's all it could be right it's like all on the edge i mean it has to be Right, I don't like, know. yeah, the, the method and putting it on the angles, and like, mm-hmm. I feel like so put it put it under a microscope, and it's probably very apparent if you know what to look for. Like, but I, right, I, 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 I don't know it, but luckily there are people. You know, that is right. their that is their uh, domain, and hopefully yeah. we can get some answers to that. I, I'd, I'd love to know the answer as well. Mm-hmm. Not getting enough drama, talking smack, or hooligan hijinks from your regular forums, social media, or Reddit. Well, the Lather Talk Discord is not for you. Sorry to disappoint. But if you're looking for a cool place to hang out with fellow traditional shaving degenerates, come on down to the Lather Talk Discord. Share your shave of the days, mail calls, or talk about your favorite hardware or software and just about everything in between. Once again, that's Lather Talk Discord. Check out the link below. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, but let's. Uh, I did want to pivot the conversation a little bit, um, sure. uh, and you know, uh, I, I want to put out there that HD is not only a YouTuber. So you know, in your professional life, you are an awarded and accomplished musician by trade, pianist, organist, composer, and educator. So we had mm-hmm. some folks over on the Ladder Talk Discord uh, that were really uh, more interested. They were interested in learning more about your mm-hmm. musical career. So I hopped on the old internet and found your you know, professional bio- biography. <laughs> Very well done. Uh, and you. You know, I saw that you became a professional musician at the tender age of 16. Mm. So can you share with us a brief overview of how you got into music professionally? Sure. So I had a typical, well, not typical, um, well, yeah, it was typical in that my mom signed me up for piano lessons when I was eight, and I didn't particularly enjoy it. You know, it was most, it, I mean, it was only classical music. I was sort of, I mean, I had older teachers who were very much in the kind of old school way of teaching piano. And so I only did classical music up until I was maybe 15, 14. Mm-hmm. And I didn't particularly enjoy it, but luckily I was talented at it. And I was lucky that my parents and my teachers like pushed me. They were like, you may not really like this right now, but you could maybe use this to get into college or get, you know, scholarships for whatever kind of thing. So like, you should try to do this. Like you shouldn't, let's see. Right. And so continue with that, did all kinds of classical piano competitions growing up. And um, then when I got to high school and I mentioned this all the time to my students and, friends who have kids and things like that but if you're a good pianist when you get to high school you suddenly realize like I did or at least at most schools that the only ensemble that has piano in it is jazz band and so it was like well I play all this piano and I should probably play it with a group sometime so let's join jazz band long story short I really liked the jazz thing I was lucky to have some good jazz teachers too and so I had only been playing jazz maybe one or actually not even two years. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to pursue that. I wanted to go to school for that, which you can, which is kind of crazy. Um, You can study jazz, but that's, that's the thing where the, the 16 comes in is that I skipped my last year of high school to start at uh, college studying jazz because I knew that's what I wanted to do. And so I was 16 and I started gigging basically, you know, um, when I moved to that town in um, Texas. And so that's why I say I was professional when I was 16 because technically, uh, yes, I was being paid. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, wow. I wasn't touring or anything. Yeah. But um, technically, I, I, I was making some money playing these little bar gigs and things like sure. that. Um, so that's uh, where that came from. And so, right. So I went to school for jazz, was lucky to do all sorts of things while I was in school. 
um, did a bachelor's and a master's both in jazz. And then, and, and then tw- what, what school, mm-hmm. if I might interrupt you, sorry, HD. Sure. No, uh, I went to a school, um, in Denton, Texas, which is, uh, North of Dallas, uh, by about 45 minutes, uh, called the university of North Texas. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a pretty well known school for jazz, not really for classical, but they've had a jazz program there since like the sixties or the seventies which is kind of unheard of because yeah. back then quite literally you were not allowed to play jazz at a lot of music schools. Like, um, you know, even some schools now, like I've heard of like some of these classical conservatories so where they'll say, Oh, we don't allow you to play jazz right. here. <laughs> which is like very, but- very buttoned up. Like, yeah. 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 So it, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. It's, it's sort of like the, like, it's like this, ugly headed what's that ugly redheaded stepsister Step, of stepchild yeah stepchild of <laughs> of like classical music because now yeah. they have classical and jazz in like the same you know academic building and that really bothers some of the classical people uh, i'm which, sure it does which which <laughs> i think is great like i yeah, like yeah. i i always <laughs> try to like poke them you know um yeah. But right, so I went to North Texas, uh, did six years back-to-back uh, undergrad and master's, and then I was lucky to get a um, touring gig uh, straight out of uh, my master's. So um, I played with a swing band. We played all around the U.S., Canada. We went to Japan. I did that for about eight months, and then I moved here to Chicago long after that, and then I've been here for just over three years. And that's basically the timeline um, since I was a kid. You know, and I'm still a kid, frankly, but um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Super accomplished yet humble, guys. That's trying, uh, trying. Quite, <laughs> quite the combination. But that, that's awesome. Uh, well, thank you so much. I mean, I know that's a lot to distill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll be sure to leave a link to HD's professional website. Uh, you can look yeah, in the show notes, in the description, if you're watching the video, if you want to learn more. Um, and to stay on the topic of music... Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have, we'll do more listener questions, but um, one, you know, one fellow person on Discord, DF in DC, he, he was curious um, kind of what the typical gigging slash teaching schedule looks like for you and how that fits into or how that might dictate life as a whole. Mm. So it's not uncommon that we have sort of strange schedules as people who do music full time or even part time. So most of us will gig in the evenings, um, you know, in busy seasons, it could be almost every night in not busy seasons, it could be, you know, a long time. But anyway, we'll usually play gigs at night. And then the question is, what do you do during the day? So a lot of us teach, which is what I do. Um, Some people teach through, you know, proper schools, or they teach privately, which is what I do. Mm -hmm. And then some of us even we'll get some sort of like day gig as we call it um, where you, you know, are doing HR for some company. And then on the weekend you go play your gigs. So for it's people may think it's all about the money. Like you need the day gig to support yourself, which is kind of true, but in a lot of cases, and I felt this way when I was performing a lot, you need something to do with your time. So even if you're making a lot of money performing in the evening, it's like, what do you do during the day? You just, and then you get into this thing of you go on your like emotional high on the mm-hmm. gig mm-hmm. and then you do nothing. And then you're, then you just like sink because you're just waiting for that next gig. 
And mm. so I find it healthy for me if I have stuff I can do during the day to sort of get me from gig to gig so that I'm not just doing the ups and downs of live performance, which can be very exciting. Mm-hmm. But those things that you hear about like famous musicians who have addictions and issues, like it, it's it's like a real thing, even for somebody sort of not, you know, just doing kind of local stuff. Um, it's, it's, a it's a difficult thing to sort of balance that, um, schedule. So I just wanted to make the point that like, it's not just like we need the day gig for the money, which is sometimes right, true, right. but it's also just to like, keep us busy because it is an odd schedule. And, um, that's just part of the thing, you know, that it's sort of an odd schedule. Yeah. We kind of touched upon this, but I just want to put it out there uh, again. So Scorpio93x asks, what's your most desired razor uh, or holy grail? I'm sorry, or holy grail for the collection or up to three holy grails, if you will, if you like. Sure. Um, I remember reading this one and the one I can think of is, so do you know about the Streamline razor? I do not. Do tell. So it's this coveted gem style razor that they made in England in like the thirties and the fifties. Mm. Um, it's Chrome, which is sort of makes it unique compared to the other razors that were, you know, nickel or gold or brass or whatever. Um, and they were sold in these different sets. Technically streamlined was only the name of this sort of single streamlined case. Like it was like, that's sort of where the name comes from. It was like this like single razor thing, very like art deco kind of way and it was the way that it was designed. And so of course me and my vintage razor rabbit hole that we mentioned earlier, um, I set off to like collect all of the different versions of this razor. Oh my. And so I've successfully done that except for one version. <laughs> okay. Which is nice. the uh, gem streamline and I say gem because technically this razor was made under EverReady within the UK but then mm. they the versions they sold to Australia were branded as gem but as far as I know they were made in the same factory so it's literally just the fact that the razor says gem on the back of it and then the case yeah. this like streamline case it says gem on the front of it so these are extremely difficult to find because they were only sold in the Australian market. So I have some of those <laughs> razors that say gem yeah. on the back, but I don't have this particular version with that case. So if anybody has one, let me know. <laughs> but I, it's, it's, they're really difficult to find, honestly. Wow, okay. That, that really does sound like that, that you'll be hunting for that for... Oh, forever. Yeah. For a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen one available for sale um, in mm. that particular case. So this is one of those things where the same razor was sold in a bunch of different cases. Yeah. But if you're a serious vintage razor person, you only care about the case. <laughs> um, so that's my situation is that I have this razor in many copies, but I just want this particular case. And okay. again, I don't know if I've ever huh. seen one for sale on eBay or forum BSTs or anything. Um, I don't think I've missed one is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So that's my Holy Grail razor. 
Okay, so Australian listeners of the podcast, first, <laughs> yeah. thank you for listening to this American podcast. But right, right, <laughs> if right. You, if you have, have seen, have any leads for HD, please be sure to shoot him a message. Again, the links and stuff to how you can contact <laughs> that guy um, are in the show notes. And I, this kind of thing, I think it's like where the community can really come in and help. That's right. So, right? I mean, kind of like make those connections or be looking at, I guess, uh, Australian antique shops, perhaps? Yeah, yeah, or Aussie eBay also is a thing. Yeah. Like, they have their own eBay. And of course. so I've certainly hunted that. But, uh, yes, we're all yeah. about building community, right, John? So We are, we what, are. What, what better way to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Help them find the thing that's really hard to find. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, staying on the topic of uh, gem razors, Raza asks, what's your favorite vintage gem razor and what gem blade do you prefer? Oh, see, that's funny. I remember reading this and I thought about the answer to the second question. Now I got to think about the first one. Can I, can I answer the first one in two parts? Yeah. Okay. So if we're going on purely um, aesthetics, the looks of the razor, I would say it's that streamline, which is, which was usually Mm. sold as an ever ready, um, made razor, but they did make some gen ones. Anyway, the like streamlined razor, that's the, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the aesthetics in terms of the shaver. It would probably be one of the 1912, uh, variants. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're, that, you're, that, yeah. W- was your first video with, a um, gem junior? Yeah. The, the gem junior is great. I, yeah. And I've since picked up that kind of like new, new old sock 1912. Mm-hmm. I think just like, I just like looking at it. I mean, it shaves awesome too, but sometimes I just like to look at it like, man, this is great. <laughs> just, yeah. just go on with my day. Yeah. Jim, the, the gem junior 1912 is one of my favorites because that was the first one I used. And that particular razor is just like magical. Like it just, I mean, it really set me down the rabbit hole like yeah. very well because it was so nice. And that one is uh, notable because it was like the last one that they made in the U.S. of the 1912 models. So it was really made in like oh. the 30s, even though the patent date was 1912. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the later models. And so I'm not sure what that means. My conspiracy theory is that they figured out how to make the razor better in those, you know, 20 years or whatever. Okay. But I really like Jim Jr.'s. And if you're in the U.S., you can get those for $5 on eBay. And so long as they're, you know, working properly in terms of the mechanics, that's, I mean, it's just like a no nonsense razor. I think it's great. Um, yeah. So Jim Jr. Oh, and then okay. blades. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, blades. You're fine. You're fine. Keep going. Okay. Blades. Um, there are some people that insist that the carbon steel blades are good. I disagree with them. But if you like Ooh. carbon steel, I'm happy for you. So the only real blade I think you can use, which is kind of a drag because it's so limiting, but it's also good because I only buy one blade for my gem razors. It's mm-hmm. the PTFE coated ones. Um, PTFE is like a it's like a Teflon type coating, and they put mm-hmm. that edge on other blades too, like even DE blades or like those hair shaper blades. They have like a PTFE edge on them, so yeah. I think it makes it smoother. Because I've tried other gem blades that are uncoated stainless or the carbon steel blades, I don't believe, are coated either. And it's just terrible. Like, I absolutely (laughs) hate those blades. It just feels just (laughs) extremely rough and not nice. So I really like the PTFE 
coded ones. They're still making them. They're not like out of print or anything. I think they're mostly used for like medical things, but um, you can get those on eBay or you can buy them through your favorite like uh, shaving vendor too. If you don't like, if you want to buy directly from like a shop. Um, But yeah, so the PTFE stainless uh, blades are the ones that I recommend and tell everybody to start with. Yeah. Very good. So for those me just getting to gym razors or never tried one, want to know where to start. I think those are, that's the blade to get. And that's mm-hmm. the, <laughs> try to find yourself a 1912. Yep. Uh, I, I meant to, to ask uh, 1912 and gem junior, are they necessarily the same thing or it's just like there's overlap or what's the deal there? So there was a razor called gem junior that was made before 1912 in the form of like a lather catcher, which were these like, things that often took wedge blades and were sort of the the predecessor to the 1912, which was the first, like, I don't know. That's, that's the one that people kind of start with when they're talking about like the history of like what we call gem razors. And so they call it um, all, there were a bunch of different models of 1912 that all had these slight variations um, made under different brands too. So gem, ever ready, treat star, these were all razor brands, oh, but they all okay. basically made the same razor. There were just these subtle little differences, like in the way the safety bar looked or the handle that the razor was on. Mm-hmm. So you can find a gem, yeah, gem or EverReady 1912 made in the U.S. that looks basically identical to a gem junior 1912 that was made in, like I said, I think like the 30s. They look yeah. exactly the same. It's just the differences, oh. the name on the back yeah Uh, and again maybe there are these slight differences in the geometry over the course Mm -hmm. of those 20 years but again i'm not like the guy looking at this under a microscope it's just my hunch that the reason why i like the gem junior more is because it's later and maybe they made it slightly different maybe right possible improvements in the design correct and whatnot okay yeah thanks i was just curious just because i haven't done a deep dive on you know like all the background because I, I feel like ju- the the vintage Gillettes are talked about fairly mm-hmm. you know often when you're first starting out looking to vintage stuff that's kind of like oh try super speed fat boy right sli- you know slim etc but uh, yeah yeah more love for gem razors so i don't know maybe hopefully uh someone will you'll pique their interest there you go <laughs> yeah our, hopefully our conversation yeah they're they're cheap and they shave well so if those two characteristics are, of a razor are important to you, I, I think it's an easy choice. Um, however, if you're more interested in other things, I understand that too. But cheap, <laughs> shaves well, get you a Jim Jr., some PTFE blades, you'll be golden. Yeah, and even if you've been doing uh, wet shaving for a long time, it's a nice way to mix things up. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, I, I, don't find, I think I seem to remember actually... Um, before you got into gem, right? You were saying, and this is quite common. It's like it just looks so funky, uh, like the, yeah. a big, like the big flat surface on it, and then that, that it takes a different blade, not double edge blade. So, I think we totally acknowledge the hurdles <laughs> that might you get over before trying it out. That's right. Let the record show that John single handedly uh, pushed me <laughs> into this no. rabbit hole. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was he was maybe the initial spark, and then I talked to several other people, and they're like, "Yeah, you should you should try it." Yeah, um, they do look weird. However, if you're into the history of it, if you go look at the pictures of those old lather catchers, you see the progression. It's yeah. like it doesn't make sense. Like like like, why is this head so big? Like why can't it be slimmer? <laughs> it's like well, because back in the day they made it, in, you know, intentionally that way so that it would catch the lather like underneath the head and like where the blade was, you know. And mm-hmm. so if you see the progression, it kind of makes sense. But on its own, if you've never seen any of that and you see yeah. like a Jim Junior, it's like, what the hell is this? Like it yeah. it looks kind of crazy. But now I found the beauty for them, of course. So. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. So Todd from Take Care Man, uh, he asked, since you're in Chicago, have you ever visited Mertz Apothecary? Yes, absolutely. So I live mm, not more than two miles uh, from their location. And I always try to mention them uh, in my videos if I'm, you know, using a product that I actually bought from their store because I went in and bought it or you know, something like that. Uh, it's, a it's a historic store in a historic neighborhood. You know, you can trace the lineage of the owners, like back to the original person that opened it. And so I think that's very cool. Um, and when they first opened or not opened, but when they first like went online with their traditional shaving equipment and, you know, I don't know, like the early 2010s approximately, I think they were very important to this resurgence in shaving mm. this way. Yes. And so I always try to mention that and acknowledge that they were really important in like 2012 when they did this huge like convention with like Geo Fat Boy, Mantic 59, like people like this. Like they organized this back then. Yeah. Which yeah. If you think this 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 thing of ours is small now, like it was, yeah. it was nothing like ten years ago. Um, and so, what am I getting here? So it's nice that <laughs> they've had this like important history yes. um, with the traditional shaving thing, and uh, I I don't go there that much because now with all these other online vendors they have to share sort of their part of the market. Right. But, um, I think they're doing fine, uh, outside of the shaving stuff because it's like the way the store is set up, it's like two parts, the shaving. You can imagine it is like one quadrant of it. Another quadrant of it is like cosmetics and like fragrances. Like they sell, um, imaginary authors and like people like that. Yeah. And that's like one half of the building and the other half, is like soaps and like holistic medicine and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just shaving, right? But people Right, right. You know, like people go there for that. Um but I think they're doing fine. So I'm very happy for them. 
And is it possible to include that link um, that Todd uh, posted? It, like in yes. there somehow? Like in the in, in the notes? Yeah. I could, I could definitely do that. So Todd, when he asked the question, had, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, he posted a YouTube link uh, that has a, mm-hmm. a, a promo uh, for, for Mertz. Is that yeah. right? So I can certainly link that. Uh, and and I actually do appreciate you mentioning some of the, the history and the importance. Um, their online, though, component is Small Flower? Small Flower. That's right. Okay. That's, okay, that's the name of their online thing, which has nothing to do with Mertz. And then people also think of them within the shaving world as Q Brothers, because oh yeah yeah the last name of the owner starts with a Q, and it's two brothers now. They took it over from their dad, and they had this like Q brothers shaving line that they were really pushing again in this like 2010s period. And yeah. so because of that, some people associate the whole store thinking it's all Q brothers because they're only going for the shaving stuff, right? Um, but you can still find stuff in there that's like Q brothers uh, branded. Yeah, so like it's branded, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, so it's a little bit confusing with the brand with, with the branding, honestly, because the store itself is Mertz Online Small yeah. Flower, and then some people, if you were around like back in the day, you know of you like you think of it as Q Brothers. Um, but that promo vid is like beautiful. Like I somehow missed it. Um, they posted it like maybe six months ago, and like the original or the more recent owner talks about how he gave the business to his kids, and like they do this, and it's only maybe eighty ninety seconds, and it's great. Okay, it's beautiful. So I like short, and, short and sweet. Yeah, I yeah. definitely, I'll definitely include that for people to take a look at. I I I think their money was well spent on that like ad or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Um, it, Promo was, it was or, like really, yeah. yeah, it was really well done. And like, I'm very proud to say that I live like two miles from there, you know? Awesome. <laughs> I honestly, I did not know Q brothers was also under that same umbrella. So see, and, and I that's, learned something. yeah. And that's, what's confusing. And part of the problem is, and I, and I heard this, you know, in my sort of, uh, Chicago backdoor conversations, um, the name Mertz apothecary is actually the name of this like really old apothecary in Europe and they like license the name from them or something and so they're only oh. allowed to use it for the storefront. They're not allowed to use it online because that's takes oh. you to the European place. So they had to come up with this other name, Small Flower, yes. which is kind of it's a name. And um <laughs> but then but then some people will order stuff from there if, if they're just shopping online and they don't realize yeah. that it's connected to Mertz or they think like, oh, there's this other store in Chicago mm. called Small Flower. So it is a little bit um, Co- like complicated. Yeah, it is a little bit complicated. <laughs> and, you know, this is this is my attempt to sort of clear any you know doubts um, about how that all works. <laughs> OK. Yeah. Very, very helpful. Sure. So. And I and I learned something today as well. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I got one more question for you. Sure. Uh, one more listener question, and it comes from Walden. Mm. Uh, he he asked, name a brand of shave software that piques your interest, but you haven't had a chance to really dive into. Maybe it's sense that you're curious about, or maybe you've tried it in the past and want to get to know the soap base better, etc. Mm. I'm going to answer the first question of something that I haven't used. And it would mm-hmm. probably be Oaken Lab. Um, mm. That's something that has certainly come up a lot um, in YouTube stuff. And 
for some reason, I've never really got my hands on it. Um, there was a um, there was a giveaway in the Discord not too long ago um, yes. by one of the members, and I I clicked the button, John. You know. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You were not the uh, lucky winner of the giveaway. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's good. I didn't win, probably, but um, yeah, I am. I'm interested to try some Oaken Lab um, at some point. I like the international uh, aspect to it, and even more interesting that um, what's the expression that the owner is an expat? Is that correct? Yes, is, is, expat. That you say so he's yeah. American, but um, yeah, lives in. Oh dang it! In the Indonesia, in, Indonesia, yeah, <laughs> Indonesia, yeah, yeah. So. so, like, not only is it a you know made over there, but it's made by an expat, so that sort of adds this like extra interesting element to it. Very good. Well, that is uh, that's all I have as far as listener questions. And HD, we've been talking for more than an hour now, but it mm. really has felt nowhere near that length. At Time least for flies. me, I don't know about, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, <laughs> but, it does. uh, it's flying. Um, as we're winding things down, um, I'm wondering, do you have any, any short term, any short term and any long term goals for the YouTube channel? And I'm not talking about anything like grand, you know, uh, not even necessarily like metrics or anything like that, but just like uh, personal, you know, personal goals that you, you'd like to accomplish through your channel. Mm. Well, a personal shaving goal this year is I'm trying to get to 100 open blade uh, shaves. So mm. it doesn't have to be straight razor, it doesn't have to be weck, but I'm including, you know, anything that's open blade in that number. Mm-hmm. And it's related to the YouTube channel because I feel like the channel sort of uh, keeps me honest. And if I'm not, like, if I'm not feeling comfortable enough with a razor or something, I usually won't make a video with it. Like, I'll wait until I get better with it to do that. And mm-hmm. so with regard to these open blade things that I'm using, like it's, it's really a challenge and to use those razors in some cases. And I feel like the channel helps keep me honest in that sense. So mm-hmm. it's to, to be honest, I'm, 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 I'm not really sure what I'm doing with my channel these days, but I'm just trying to be like more, personable and more inviting to Mm. my viewers than I maybe have in the past. Like in the past, it was very like clinical. Like it was very much like, this is what I'm using. I've used it all week. These are my like very detailed thoughts. And like, that was it. And so these days I'm like, man, I've, I've I've done that for years. So Mm -hmm. how can I make this a benefit for myself in the case of like these open blade things makes me do it on camera, which is, you know, right. more difficult than just doing it on my own. And then also how can I engage with people in some other way? So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be more um, just open-ended in like what I talk about in the videos. Like, cause, okay. cause like previously, I don't know, previously I was like self-conscious about being like, okay, here's, here's the second pass with a razor. And then, wow, how about that weather this week? Wasn't it great? Like, <laughs> like that, <laughs> that, that, that like always felt weird to me to do, even though there are many people that do that successfully within our sure, community. Sure. It always felt weird to me. And I just felt like I needed to kind of like grow into that. 
And then now there's almost always a weather update. Um, and <laughs> if there's one thing Chicago people like doing, it's yeah, talking yeah. about the weather. So this is true. You know, I like try to talk about the weather. If I'm like traveling, I'll mention that. Or if I had an interesting gig or something, I'll mention that. So, um, like I said, just trying to be more personable on the channel this year, and then also yeah. that open blade challenge, which is sort challenge, of yeah. tied in with the videos too. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I, I think. I mean, I think those are great goals. Like, especially the the kind of goals that are like making us improved in our craft. Mm. And and I, I will just mention too that I, I think very consciously had the same. Uh, same thing um was thinking over the same thing like how much of our personal lives and this is for like you know content creators out there how much of yourself do you put out there and i think like you when i first started it's like it's clinical is a great word and i I, and i do agree like it's like very um you're narrating us through the shave but like like but no more Like, like like that's where it stops right except like weather but it's like we're not talking about like Oh, like it was a rough day, or or today mm. was awesome because this or that, or I, I right. ate this awesome, I don't know, <laughs> hot hot dog. <laughs> I'm 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 cracking up as 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 you say this because when yeah. when I think about my time starting on YouTube, and then also when I was you know when I met you or however you want to say it, the yeah. like the like elephant in the room, but in like a good way, was Ruds, right? Sure, sure, yeah, And, yeah. like, you and Ruds were buddies, and you all know each other, you know, in real life, right? Like, you've met many times, correct? Yeah, yeah, we've met, yep. And so I'm, like, cracking up because we're talking about, like, clinical shame videos. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, that, but, yeah, but yeah. like, but like that was his thing. And so he was always sort of the thing in the back of my mind is, like, am I as clinical mm. as Ruds right now? No? Okay, like, that's probably good. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, you know, it's like Rudd's, uh, Rudd's shaves is a channel because, uh, he's, he's also someone else. We keep talking about folks that have, yeah. um, it's not, are not currently making content, but I've moved on their videos. <laughs> he's yeah. I mean, I mean, he's not making videos anymore, but uh, you can see his old videos and we're talking about like being concise earlier. Yes. Mm. He's very, yeah. Very concise, like straight to the point. And I, I you know, honestly, um, he, th- that was always inspiration and he mm-hmm. helped, he helped me out a lot. Um, plugging my channel on on his and I, right. I, you know, I, I still appreciate him and his friendship um, and his help back then. But it's like it's similar goals, right? Like like you, you don't want to like drone on because I don't want to do a vlog because mm-hmm. I think that's the other kind of style to do. I feel like like you're trying to avoid that as well. Yeah, where it's like like I'm using this today, but then the rest of the video is your car problems and. <laughs> um, Mowing the lawn. I, I don't know. I, this is not meaning. This is not meant to degrade, you know, demean no. anyone no, who's no, talking no. about this. It's just yeah. a different, different content. See, and that's the thing is that nowadays, now that I've sort of figured out like how to shave, I actually yeah. really enjoy those vlog type shaving videos. I'm just not ready to make the jump yet myself because there is still this like mm, analytical side of me of where uh. like. If 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 it's a shaving video, then make it about shaving. If you want to do a separate video where you talk about your new car, like that's fine. But yeah, I feel yeah. like it should still be predominantly shaving for my stuff. Again, I enjoy other people. And 
It's funny. You yes. mentioned the connection between you and Rudd's about the concise uh, nature of making videos. And, you know, I would have never made that connection had you not say it. But it is sort of your your thing is sort of similar to the way that he was very concise and um, putting those like segues in between each point. Right. Like he would like give yeah, the intro, yeah. then cut, shave, then cut and give his like final thoughts. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, again, dare I say that this is artistic, um, <laughs> but it's funny how you can not realize the connection between two people because they present it in such a different way, but actually it's a very like literal like connection. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah. like for there's me, a th- there's a through line uh-huh, in our, uh-huh. right. Yeah. And it's like, for me, especially in the beginning, I was absolutely copying Michael's style. I would use the soap for mm. one week, not use anything else would wait right. till Sunday. To do. I was absolutely copying him. And so a lot of people realized that, but then some people didn't. And they were like, wait, is this supposed to be like Michael? I'm like, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it is. Um, so anyway, it's that, that like connection thing again, dare I say in the arts, uh, is, is kind of the interesting. Um, <laughs> yes. The, the YouTube arts of uh, the of YouTube the sh- sh- shaving <laughs> arts. Jeez. Jeez, man. Well, the, but I, I mean everything's connected and then like music uh, music can be you know you can kind of weave it in anywhere right and mm-hmm. same thing right like uh as far as new compositions there there really isn't anything new under the sun it's no. like everyone's inspired by someone else and That's you right. do your own riff on it and mm-hmm. I, I would say yeah I, I i mean like Again, like some, there might be people who are like, I am not concise at all, and that's fine. I, I know I ramble also. Mm. <laughs> I ramble a whole lot, but like I try to be con- concise. Sure. And and you know, Rudd's for sure was one of the very few people doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, was like like three four years ago. So yeah. and, and 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 Michael did a great job. I mean, I think that if you're going to copy someone or at least be inspired by, right? What better way? Because you're going to use that either uh, you're doing a razor, you're doing software, or the whole setup you're do- using one week. That's mm-hmm. a very informed video. That's right. And if you're and if you're not going to veer off and talk about your car, your new dog, whatever, <laughs> then you you might as well do a deep dive into the thing you're going to talk about, which I totally respect. That's right. Yeah, and, and and I really valued in the beginning that idea of using the same thing for a week to just really be as. Um, word as like informed as possible when you do yeah. your video like one week later i don't yeah. I, I don't do that now um i'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm too like scatterbrained to do it now um but i used to i used to be very disciplined yeah use the same yeah. thing the whole week you know um so anyway yeah um uh, reds uh, go go watch some of his videos if you have it and michael too but reds is that's <laughs> a funny man reds <laughs> Well, HD, uh, I, I think uh, this, it's a good place to, uh, to, to wrap things up. I, I want to thank you again uh, so much for taking some time um, out of uh, you know, this, this evening to, to just chat it up with me. Um, before we go, though, uh, can you give a plug to um, where people can find you or if there's any, feel free to plug your music stuff. If there's a gig, gig coming up, uh, I'd love to know. Sure. So for shaving stuff, um, I'm on YouTube and Instagram under the name, um, HD shaves. And I'm trying to think about, uh, music stuff, right? 
So there uh, is a group that I used to be a part of called uh, Visceral Trio, uh, like the word visceral, B-I-S-C-E-R-A-L, Trio. And we released an album a few years ago. Um, It's pretty typical kind of like jazz organ music. And so if you look up that name, that's, that's also the name of the album on any, you know, streaming music platform. Um, you can mm-hmm. listen to all original tunes that were written by me and also the guitarist um, that was in that group. So that's kind of the easiest thing that's easily found. Mm-hmm. If you want something a little bit more specific, like I'd like a song that sounds like this. Do you have anything like that? Just send me a direct message and I'll direct you to it. But that Visual Trio album is very easy to find. And uh, we went to a studio and it was like mixed nicely. So it should be a nice, you know, sonic experience, even if you don't particularly care for the music itself. So, yeah. Awesome. I'll be sure to include all those links. So your Instagram, your YouTube page. And then maybe like a like a Spotify link to sure. uh, Visceral, the Visceral Trio album. Although you can use you can use whichever platform you like to listen That's to right. music, but it's just to get you started in uh-huh. either way. <laughs> awesome. Well, Ichi, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure, and I hope to have you on again. Hopefully with Gerard, and we can also find out where you wind up with your straight razor <laughs> straight <laughs> yep. razor journey. Right. Yeah. Now I don't only have YouTube keeping me accountable. I have y'all too so that's yes. nice yeah indeed yeah indeed. john thanks <laughs> thanks th- thanks so much for having me man time really flew by and uh it was great to chat with you so thanks well guys thank you so much for checking out this episode of ladder talk with hd shaves i really had such a wonderful time speaking with henry time flew as we mentioned and he's just such a talented dude HD really knows the stuff he likes, like the gem razors. And man, what an eye-opening look at the life of a musician. I hope you guys found it just as interesting as I did, just how Henry became a professional musician and even what the day-to-day looks like a little bit. So thanks again to HD Shaves. Don't forget to check out all the links in the description. And that'll do it for this episode. Thank you again for joining us, and I hope to catch you guys next episode. Take care.